What's good, everybody? Um, my name is Shadamian Walker, and this is the And It Was Good podcast, a podcast for him, cultivated by him. Um, this episode is a little bit different. I am being raw and honest. Honestly, I didn't even expect it to turn into a actual episode that I was going to post, but in the middle of the episode, the Holy Spirit kind of <laughs> said, hey, this is something you're going to post. Um, I think there's something beautiful with an authenticity and vulnerability. And this is family talk. First first episode of this, you know, little sub season um, that I'm hoping to keep for a long time. Um, and I hope that people feel, you know, relatable um, to this of me being authentic, of you guys seeing, you know, everything that I got going on. Um, it's funny because... I haven't posted uh, the other episodes that I've done yet, but um, in a couple episodes that I'm going to post in the future that I've already done previously, um, I talked about how I wanted to be more authentic on this show. I wanted to keep up with the show and this show to be like a little community as it grows. And that starts with from the host down. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I'm, I'm excited to see what the Lord is going to do with my authenticity, with my vulnerability, um, and hopefully it touches you. Um, so yeah, let's get right into it. So I am at home at the moment and I am in my room not doing nothing um try to do this plagiarism quiz and it didn't work so now i am just in my room listening to this cat meow outside my window <laughs> feeling a little bit sorry for him but he's sweet and he's chunky so somebody's feeding him um i um felt like talking I don't know whether I should view this as talking to myself or whether I should view it as talking to the Lord, but I just felt like talking. Um, so, yeah, let me set this up. I thought I was going to want to like hold this, but then I quickly changed my mind as that happens sometimes. Close to my face. Okay, yeah. So, I'm in this season in life where I am home <laughs> 24-7. Where I feel stuck. Where I feel... I can't really say a little lost, but I feel something. It, It's kind of crushing it's it feels like stretching it feels like stripping it feels uncomfortable it doesn't feel good I feel isolated I feel like I'm not even trying to isolate but that's what it feels like I feel like I have not many people in my corner and I know that I do I can name a whole bunch off bat you know what I mean but at the same time I just feel like I'm just alone you know and I think this is what the wilderness season looks like like there's people out there who love me there's people out there who support me there's people there in my corner praying for me longing you know to be around and all the things 
And at the same time, you know, um, I'm not around. The Spirit of the Lord led me here. I'm thinking about Moses when God told him to go on top of the mountain. And he had family at the bottom of Sinai. He had community at the bottom of Sinai, you know. He had so many things at the bottom of Sinai, and the Lord told him to come up. Or Jesus, he had family and a mother and siblings and friends, you know, um, all these things. And then as soon as he was baptized, it was the spirit who led him into the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. And so I just think that this is what my wilderness is at the moment. This is one of the wildernesses. Obviously, I'm going to go through a couple more wilderness seasons before I perish. Um, but this is what this season looks like. And it's all things confusing and frustrating and upsetting. And I'm tired of feeling emotional and I'm tired of feeling so many emotions and not knowing what to do with them. And it's like sometimes I feel like my emotions are stumbling blocks by themselves. Sometimes I feel like my emotions are hit my own hindrances. Sometimes I feel like my opinion is my own hindrance. You know what I mean? Like I'm not worthy. <laughs> I'm not worthy of anything yet my opinion and my pride mixed together makes me feel like I am and repentance is hard because of that you know what I mean true repentance at least like the renewal of your mind I find that like it's easy to repent and stop doing a lot of things that are carnal physically but it's hard to repent of heart stuff you know what I mean like heart stuff is a little bit trickier to truly repent from and it's like you have to have a heart of you have to have a heart of repentance first to really truly not want to do that anymore to really want to change your mind to really want to get closer to the father to really want to see him and to hate your sin more than you you know you have to hate it you know I feel like that was like 17 different topics at once but hey like I said I'm just talking I'm just like wondering you know what does a season look like for me? What is it? What is it? What is what is next? You know what I mean? Because I'm at a space right now to where I'm like, okay, God, like, what is next? Like, what even comes up after this? And it's like, I have direction, you know, from the Lord, like, oh, like this season might look like this. And this season might look like that. Like, oh, like milk and honey or um, you know, prophetic words where people pray over or things that you can just recognize in the spirit like months back. And it's just like, okay, but like, how is that going to come to fruition? And like, how is that going to manifest within my life? And how, how, how? And I get frustrated with the how. I think this whole thing is like a lot of frustration. Yeah, like it's like how, you know, and I I wonder like if this is how it felt for Abraham and Sarah. Well, I shouldn't say Abraham and Sarah, Abram and Sarah. Like when they were waiting on their promise for a son, like what was the point where like their how became never mind, you know? 
was the point where their how became doesn't matter anymore you know what i mean or if if you know we we kind of know that sarah felt that way because you know um it said that whenever the three visitors came to visit her um she she uh she laughed you know yeah like she laughed so we know she at least doubted (laughs) we we know that for sure I don't know about Abraham now. Like we don't we don't really know unless, you know, I need to read my Bible again. <laughs> if Abraham, you know, doubted. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. I mean, I guess like some could debate that he did doubt because he slept with Hagar, but maybe he was just horny or something. Who knows? Um <laughs> But yeah, I just I don't know. I think that in this season I'm like what is the means of keeping faith? And I think there's an aspect like, like with, with our human nature, we like to make things gray when our God is a black and white God. Like our God is a either I'm going to do it or I'm not going to do it. He's either I, he's not good and bad. He's either good or bad to you. You know what I mean? Like, God is good all the time, first of all, but it's not like God can be good and bad. He's only good. You know what I mean? And so when it comes to faith and what I'm recognizing within myself and what I'm recognizing within a lot of people around me is that we pick and choose what we have faith for. When it's that's not that's not the box that we can put God in like our God is a is a. He's a black and white God. He's either faith he he's either faithful or he's not. And so I think my frustration also comes with not understanding how to denounce my own faithful not faithfulness, but faith faithlessness. So it's like, okay, I have faith that I have been redeemed and I am truly a son of the most high God, right? I have sonship. I am a daughter, right? Because of what Jesus Christ did, he I I truly believe with all of my faith that I have that Jesus Christ died on the cross, bled on Calvary. He was buried in that tomb. And on the third day, that angel popped open that that little uh <laughs> that little door, that little stone door, sat on top of that rock and waited for Mary and Mary to show up and said, Hey, Jesus is not here. You know what I mean? I truly believe that Jesus rose on that third day. I truly believe that he showed himself to over 500 people. I truly believe that he has given us this, the Holy Spirit um, to to aid and to help us and to understand how to live this holy and perfect life. I truly believe that the Holy Spirit gives us gifts, spiritual gifts from heaven um, to edify the kingdom and to show our our um show our connection to the holy show our connection to god the father and to show um the world miracle signs and wonders so that we can you know disciple and preach about jesus and tell them about jesus and make disciples of all nations and tongues i believe in all of that i believe in all of that 
I believe that I am truly set free. Though he who the sun sets free is free indeed. I am. I truly believe that I am free. I truly believe that if I die right now, I will be seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. However, <laughs> what I realized about my faith is that it lacks in certain places. And it's like, man, how do I pick and choose what I have faith for? That doesn't make any sense. And it's crazy because, like, I can believe in all of that, but then my faith will be tested whenever it's like, dang God, like, do I have faith that you'll, I don't know, help me pay this? Do I have faith that you'll send me a husband? Do I have faith that you'll give me a job opportunity? And it's like those things compared to literally defeating death in the grave is like elementary to like, who knows, biomechanics, you know what I mean? (laughs) And it's so crazy because it's like, how do I have faith that the Lord did the impossible that no one else can re redo and no one else can like corrupt this type of inheritance that he's given to us. I have full a hundred percent faith in that. But when it comes to these natural humanistic or natural like carnal things in this life, my faith be lacking and it's like yo like what is that and it's so freaking uncomfortable because it's like I don't even I don't like feeling like I don't trust the one who saved me and y'all this is honestly this is just family talk like I'm not gonna lie um this is just family talk this is what's going on in my life and I'm I'm frustrated I'm frustrated I'm you know tired (laughs) I'm tired and I But at the same time, I have so much hope because I'm thankful to God because I can see it. You know what I mean? Like, I can see where I am. I can see what he's doing. I can see he's raising these things up so he can prune it off. He's raising these things up so that my faith can be made perfect. Like, there's that scripture. Hold up. Where's my phone? It's in, um, it's in James. Yeah, it says, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it a great joy. Consider it an opportunity for joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, so your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Yeah, so it's like I know that the Lord is strengthening my faith, and I'm thankful. (laughs) Like, I, I really am. Um, it's just uncomfortable. It's just, it's just an uncomfortable season. And so I think in this season, I've been like really diving deep into praying without ceasing, understanding what that looks like, um, worshiping in spirit and in truth, understanding what that looks like. Because even though I don't know a lot of things, you know what I mean? Even though I don't know how to operate in a lot of areas or I'm asking the Lord a lot of questions about, you know, my purpose or asking the Lord a lot of questions about my job or asking the Lord a lot of questions about, you know, these financial things that I'm going through or relational things I'm going through. I'm asking him a lot of questions about everything. But one thing I'm not going to do, even though all the uncertainty and the questions and stuff, one thing I'm not going to do is allow the devil to have a foothold in it. So it's like I'm I'm my my main purpose in all of this even with telling you guys about it is to keep praying. 
and I'm not going to say like, oh yeah, like I've been on my P's and Q's with praying like every single day, blah, blah, blah. No, it's been really hard and (laughs) I can't say that I've been perfect at it. Like I've definitely, you know, fallen short, you know, in this, this past week. Um, but I'm like, yo, if one thing is for sure, I cannot be prayerless at a season like this. I cannot be prayerless at a time like this. And it's crazy because I just got off of a fast and I realize and I recognize that every time I get off a fast, stuff like this happens. Every time I get off a fast, stuff like this happens. And so I'm like, yo, that is so intentional of Satan for me to be an ultra consecration and then for him to try to push me all the way back to where I was and right now it's like a season in this week especially I've been fighting against the grain swimming against the grain being countercultural in the actual culture because we're Christian but also being countercultural in the spirit pushing back against the grain and so I'm like okay the one thing that I know that I should be doing while I'm sitting here, while I'm not, you know, while I'm, while I'm doing technically nothing is to pray while I'm doing technically nothing is to read while I'm doing technically nothing, right? Out of all the questions, out of everything, one thing that I know for sure that I can do is seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and then let all other things be added unto me. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, I could do a lot of things, you know, correct or a lot of things wrong. And I could, you you know, be in a state of limbo and ask God, okay, what next, what next, what next? But while I'm waiting for him to answer, I know what one thing I could do is read. I know one thing I could do is pray. You know what I mean? Because it's like, that's one thing that I'm never going to get wrong. Like, I'm always going to need the word. I'm always going to need to read. I'm always going to need to understand him. I'm always going to need to know what his voice sounds like, because God's voice sounds like his word. So if I don't read his word, I'm not going to know what he sounds like. And so it's like, if I if I really, really need him, I need to read. <laughs> I need to pray. I need to seek his face in all ways, in all of my days, and Oh, Lord Jesus. Yeah. Like that that's one thing that I'm like, okay. If if nothing else goes right, if nothing else I understand, if nothing else I can grasp my head around is that I need to pray. I need to read. I need to seek him. You know what I mean? Like it's like the only thing and it's funny cuz it's like the spirit of distraction is so cunning. Like it, it will, it's so funny. Like I saw this thing the other day. It was like, isn't it crazy? Like how you can scroll for hours and hours and hours and not feel tired and not feel weary and not feel this and not feel that. But as soon as you open your Bible, you get sleepy. And I'm like, yo, what is that? Like I rebuke that in the name of Jesus because that's true. Like, what is it? What part of our flesh is is trying to push back the word of God? What part of our flesh is trying to put us to sleep every time we, you know, pray? Like, that is something that is so serious to me because I can scroll for hours. Do I like scrolling for hours? No. (laughs) 
No, and it's it's so insane. It's like this is the reason why the stamina of the American church specifically and probably some other Western churches, but I'll just talk about America because I live there. We go to all these different types of communicators to know what God said. We go to all these different types of preachers to understand the word of God and to know how to and, and to know God and to this, 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 and this. Let me tell you something. If you keep going to my friend to know who I am, you're never going to know who I am. Granted, my friend, depending on the friend you ask, my friend, and that's a whole nother word, my friend might know me for real. You know, I have a best friend, you know, she she knows me for real. Like, like we're locked in, you know. She could tell you a lot of things about me, the good, the bad, the ugly, you know, the funny, the humorous the the pleasant all the things you could you, you could hear so much about me you know what I mean and have a general idea of who I am but that's all you'll get you'll only get a general idea it's it's nothing like going to the source and coming to me and learning who I am and it's the same thing with God you can go to preachers and hear about God and understand who God is through those preachers but you'll never understand who God is until you go to him yourself and I feel like the American church like preachers and and you know shepherds they don't do their due diligence you know what I mean they don't they don't do their due diligence with teaching people how to seek the Lord. They they don't do their due diligence in that. There's such a lack of discipleship and it's a, it's uncomfortable and it's sad because th- that's the that's that's how preachers are keeping their their um congregations full because their their congregants are people who are ignorant to the word of God. Their congregants are people who don't know the Lord. You know what I mean? Um, and don't know how to find him, don't know how to seek him. And so they're just riding on spiritual highs of Sunday. And that's uncomfortable. You know what I mean? That's really, really uncomfortable and unfortunate. <sighs> so I don't even know how I got on that topic. But it, it's true. Like, I'm just, I just need the word. And, you know, Something else also, um, <laughs> honestly, I might make this into a new segment because this is just me talking and I feel like kind of at home, but, uh, my friend, her name's Jessica. If you listen to this, Jessica, I love you. Um, but Jessica said something that I've really been thinking about and she was like, you know, she basically had this dream, um, and after this dream, her conviction was like, oh my gosh, I need to read the word of God more because what if something happens to where, what if something happens to where she don't got no Bible no more? You know what I mean? And in this hypothetical scenario, I started thinking to myself, you know, thinking about the, um, now listen guys, I'm not no history buff or nothing, but there was a book burn in China way back when, and they burned like, thousands and thousands and thousands of books whoever was in charge back then they burned thousands of books to erase the history you know of of whoever like was in charge and all the history basically um that's all I got because I'm really not a history buff but look it up it's it's pretty cool it's pretty cool stuff um I was thinking about you know the end times when you know 
the church is going to look more like the persecuted church everywhere. And I was looking over at my bookshelf and I'm like, man, I have so many Bibles. I have, let me count, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I have eight Bibles. Now, granted, some of them are only New Testament, you know, but I have eight Bibles with the word of God in them. And I'm, I don't know the Bible front to back, back to forth. I don't know, you know, like most times whenever I have like scriptures that pop in my head on this show, I got to search them up. You know what I mean? I have to search them up using Google. (laughs) Amen for Google. But it's like, I, I don't know the word of God like I should. And I'm like, man, God, if I live in a time or if this time comes like next week to where, you know, some uh, type of dictatorship or some level of persecution that I'm not ready for happens in America and I can't own a Bible. You know what I mean? How lost would I be? How lost would I be? Because it's like I, I don't have it written on my heart yet. And that showed me like, oh, my gosh, I have some type of some level of idolatry to where I don't look at this as my lifeline. You know what I mean? And even that pushed me into a greater aspect of like, oh, my gosh, I need God. I need God. I need God. And so now, guys, I'm at like this desperation for him. I met like this desperation for him to where I need him. I need him. I need him. I need his word. I need to know his word. Like I know these uh, 90s R&B songs. I need to know his word. Like I know uh, uh, my favorite TV shows. I need to know him. I need him. <laughs> I need him. And I was thinking and I'm like, man, like I've never understood God because I've always capped it off at the very best things I can get from this life is carnal things you know what I mean and I I recognize recently I'm like these carnal things mean nothing compared to his presence and so I'm like it's crazy because it's like if I get every desire of my heart right every carnal desire of my heart like a good house multiple locations you know of of home ownership if I get yeah multiple locations of home ownership a family, you know, husband and kids, a good paying job to where we don't want for nothing. A house for my mom and dad, maybe, you know what I mean? That That's great, too. Uh, a group of friends. Great. Amen. But OK, what else? You know what I mean? And it's like the fact that I can't even fathom, you know, like how big our God is compared to those things that's like lent to him. And I was like, man, like if I were to get all these desires in my heart, I would still be desperate. I would still be hungry. And so I have to start shifting my mind. You know what I mean? I have to start shifting my mind to want him more, to want him more than anything, you know? And it's like, at one point I thought I did, like, I really thought that I wanted him more than anything, but As you get closer to the heart of God, you realize how far you're away. And I'll say that again. The closer you get to the heart of God, the more you recognize how far away you are from him. And I need him in new levels. I need him in new levels. I need to encounter him in new ways. I want his spirit to pour out on me. Hallelujah. Like the day of Pentecost. 
I, I, I long for him. I thirst for him. There's this psalm that has really been on my heart, like, this past season. Um, it's Psalm 63. And it says, um, I'm trying to pull it up, but I'll start seeing it now. It's like, you, God, are my God. Or it's like, you, oh, God, are my God. Um, oh, here it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to read it in, oop, Jesus. This is NLT. Oh God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you. In this parched and weary land where there is no water, I've seen you in your sanctuary and gazed upon your power and glory. Your unfailing love is better than life itself. How I praise you. I will praise you as long as I live, lifting my hands to you in prayer. You satisfy me more than the richest feast. I will praise you with songs of joy. I lie awake thinking of you, meditating on you through the night, because you are my helper. I sing for joy in the shadow of your wings. I cling to you. Your strong right hand holds me tightly. This has been like my theme song for this season. I I long for him. I thirst for him. And I can't say that I feel close, you know. And I know that he's close. The Lord said he'll never leave or forsake us. But I'm being serious, you guys. Like I don't feel the closest. And I pr- I hope someone gets something out of this, you know, um, transparency. But the plan is is to find him, you know, to follow him, to push past the grain, to not be in limbo, to not be in apathy, to not be in complacency, you know. I I rebuke complacency in the name of Jesus. Because one thing about it, the worst thing is to do nothing. That's the worst thing to do. And so, if I don't know anything else to do, I know that I have to praise him. I know that I have to seek him in prayer. I know that I have to seek him within my word. So, yeah, guys, that's... That's life right now. That's that's life right now. Um and I'm excited because there's a there's that uh scripture that says, you know, if you if you draw near, draw near to me, I'll draw near to you. That's what God said. So well it says draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. Um so I'm excited because pushing through the barrier, praying even though you don't want to reading even though you don't want to, uh, fasting even though you don't want to, seeking his face even though you don't want to, pushing back distraction even though you don't want to, you know, sacrificing your quote-unquote me time to the Lord even though you don't want to, all those things in order to seek him, all those things in order to get close to him, um, laying down yourself at the altar, laying down your flesh at the altar, laying down your expectations at the altar, all those things, you know, that 
draws you near to him. And so I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to say I'm going to try. I am going to do it. You know what I mean? In this season. And I'm going to come out with a testimony and y'all are going to be the first ones to know it. Amen. Because <laughs> like family, like this is so real. You know what I mean? Like this is so real. And so I'm excited, you know, to push past this and to see what waits on the other side, to see what the Lord has for me on the other side. It's it's going to be glorious. So anywho, guys, that is it for me. That's family talk, um, which is such an impromptu. Thank you, Holy Spirit, because I didn't even know I was going to do this. Impromptu little, uh, <laughs> you know, check in um, episode. And so I can already see like we're definitely going to do some more of these um, in the future. Um, but amen to the first episode of a family talk. Um, let me know what you guys think about this one. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.